This is Unrelegated, recording live from our studio at Hudson FC on this transfer deadline Tuesday. Deadline Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> Kelly, this is OG OG because yes. this is the first time in a long, long time where we haven't had a guest. Yeah, I know. It's just me podcast. and you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's like we have to look each other in the face now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not sitting right beside you I looking know. over it's... your shoulder the entire time. Yeah, we don't have guests to cover for our weaknesses now. We have to lock... <laughs> We've got to lock eyes yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just yeah. admit to each other that we Although have Although no we had a review that about. criticized uh, me with a guest, so we'll get into that later. Oh, we do? Yeah, we got a review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a criticism. So, so exciting. Absolutely. We, uh, as we said, we'll read those off, uh, you know, as long as it's not something vile, you know, <laughs> like... Constructive, Let's not right? be abrasive, people, but give us reviews. Uh, so uh, before we get started, congrats to all of our friends and listeners who are Liverpool fans. Yes. Uh, wow, what a match. Right? Uh, that includes uh, Tim over Home Before Dark, big Liverpool fan, Mr. Mm-hmm. Chris Irontooth. Uh, also, congratulations yes. to He's all already of you. told me that I've got to go watch the final with him. Oh, wow. That'd yeah. be tremendous. He's our, yeah. Yeah. So I'm and gonna he's go... hooked up, so. Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta, I got to figure out how that happens, but, you know. <sighs> I sit mean, with you, a bunch of Liverpool fans. You might have to take out a loan or something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> make it happen. You know, do what you got to do. Know, I don't know if he necessarily means going yeah. to, to, to see it live at Liverpool. I mean, it, if that would be the case, it would be freaking awesome. I but mean, I mean, he, he goes they, over there quite regularly. Does he? Yeah, oh, especially shit. in the summer because that's when he's, you know. We should do a GoFundMe. Available the most. I'd, I'd do a GoFundMe to get me to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Just, just do it, you know. <laughs> Support uh, a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not a Liverpool fan, but pay. For me to go over there, to see this final. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. It's the internet. Why not? So, uh, I mean, you get no money. It'll be embarrassing (laughs) for you (laughs) when there's no money raised. Nobody would contribute. I'd I'd understand it though. I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, like I would completely understand why nobody would pay money yeah. for me to go to Liverpool. And then everybody would laugh at you. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch Game? They're not already. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow. I don't have like a meter. Like I don't like poll people. On, Kelly's la- people online. laughing at meter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you watch? Uh, this was like a big deal for some reason before the game, right? Before the 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 SKC match, right? Sporting KC Atlanta United match. It was like a big deal. People were like, there was like five polls. Like home before dark one had. I think Miles of South. I think Atlanta uh, United fan TV had a poll. Are you watching Game of Thrones first or Atlanta United? And this day and age, you have DVRs. Yeah. You could turn off your phone, and you can watch either in whatever order. Yeah. And it's just like watching it from the beginning anyways, uh-huh. like as long as you're not looking at social media. Exactly. And then people were responding to the polls even going, what about both? I'm like, why would you watch both no, at the same can't. time? You can't I focus. I think people were sending screenshots of doing both. And it's like, why, why would you ruin both experiences? <laughs> Like, you know what's better? Let's ruin everything. Like, you know, so you let can't me, have both. We're just going to ruin both. Let me somewhat pay attention to both things versus paying attention to, you know, who can, you just DVR it. Watch it yeah. later. Yeah. So you watched Game of Thrones first, I think? So, yeah. Because you, you had a Game of Thrones watch party. I had a Game of Thrones watch party. It was me and Annabelle, uh, or as some as some call, uh, the empanada poppy, or now Latin he's heat. like... Uh, ATL yeah, pizza. ATL pizza, Latin heat. So, uh, he was over, and we were watching... We had a Game of Thrones watch party, um, which, obviously, because it was Cinco de Mayo, I started getting into uh, a little bit of tequila, and I make my margaritas strong. Might I say, I make amazing margaritas. I love how you tell me you don't drink tequila, but then you say, oh, but for margaritas. Oh, but for margaritas, <laughs> I definitely do tequila. And it's a two-shot, it's a two-shotter. So um, by the end of Game of Thrones, 
I was already three margaritas deep, so it was about six six shots of tequila in. Um, and then stupidly, uh, I bet against Annabelle with drinking, which is a terrible idea. Uh, and you, you bet that Joseph would not score any I, goals. I did. T- you I must did, have been I, already drunk. To I make was. That bet. I was very drunk. <laughs> so I bet not only that Pitti sure, Martinez sure would Annabelle score. didn't convince you that you made that bet, and he didn't even make the bet. No, I mean probably he's got videos of the, and I hope they never reach the light of day. But I know that he has videos of me taking the shots after losing. How about like phones down, no recording during margarita right? time? That's <laughs> what I said, but I mean, I, I lost, so he had to get it on video, I guess, oh, but I, I said that Pity would score first, and I lost that bet, and then I said Joseph wouldn't score, so I lost that, so I had to take two shots of tequila, and that was my undoing. So we ended <laughs> up, think? we ended the game, we ended the rewatch of the game at like uh, 60 minutes in, because I was doing yoga on my bathroom floor, <laughs> trying to not die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of Monday was me dying and then just trying to recuperate. You know, you're not 20 anymore, Kelly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nobody told Your me Your body this. changes. Like, that's a lot of tequila it's for a, a Sunday night. Tequila. But you know what? Props to you guys for just going all out. But um, I, say, I, I will say this, though. My choice to watch Game of Thrones first does not make me a plastic fan. It just makes me... I mean, like, I, I literally turn my... People call thing, me plastic because I decided... You're not at the game. Like, it's not like you're missed, like, going to the match. Right. <laughs> to watch it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And, you know, how many people or not, like, how many people DVR that stuff? Anyway, because that happens all the time. It's not a big deal. All the time. Who the heck cares? It's not like you just it's said. It's not like season. you watched Game of Thrones and then said, "Screw it, I'm deleting the Atlanta United match and I'm not going to watch it at all." It's, I will say know. though, I recorded the Spanish version of yeah. the Atlanta United match. Did Annabelle translate for you? No, <laughs> he just sat there and laughed at me the entire time, and I was like, "What did you say?" He just laughed at me. Oh man, uh, we need to do a watch party with the Siempre guys, and and uh, yeah, it would be a lot of fun. And uh, and uh, the Perseros, and it just could be completely Spanish language. Oh, yes. And, and, and then have them translate. I feel like if I immerse myself, I'll learn better. Yeah, that's what you know, I keep like, trying to tell I'm myself. i tell them, don't even speak any English to me the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> so did you watch the game first, or did you watch Game of Thrones? I watched the game first and DVR'd Game of Thrones because the last few weeks I've been doing so many different things, moving and other stuff, yeah. that I've been missing Game of Thrones during its normal time anyway, so oh, I'm, already, okay. I'm already used to watching it on the so DVR. So you just sort of stayed off Twitter I then? did. I, I stayed on. The only time I went to pop on Twitter was when the game was over, mm-hmm. and I popped on real quick just to uh, make a mention about, you know, Barco being great or something, and then I popped back off. So Okay, good. That was it. So I didn't have any spoilers or anything like that uh, pop in my way. Normally, I am, like, live on Twitter, like, right after Game of Thrones, but because of my circumstances, Well, that's good, I because wasn't. you probably would have dropped the phone on the toilet anyways. Uh, I probably would have. Lo- I legitimately probably would have. <laughs> I couldn't even find my phone the next morning, and then, like, I just remember being like, where's my phone? Yeah. Where's water? Where's my dog? Well, lesson learned or not. <laughs> uh, for, so for those of us uh, who are new uh, watching us on Atlanta United Fan TV, uh, if you don't know who we are, uh, we are unrelegated. Uh, it's Kelly Francis. Wave it to you right now. I'm Jay Riddle and uh, Jessica uh, Charman. Charman. You will get you will get a lot of heat if you call her Charman. Uh, Charman. Jessica Charman. Jessica Charman. Very British. Like Char. Uh, we're we're fairly we're fairly self deprecating podcast. We're not very cerebral. We're not very uh, into tactics. It's a that very stuff. good self deprecating. Yeah. Very good. Very good use of word for that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I, I don't I don't think we take ourselves too seriously. Not um, at all. And uh, you know we. I, we also produce a lot of uh, you know player highlight videos, and we do a lot with Atlanta United TV with vlogs, and I do a lot of stuff with them behind the camera. I just did a, a my first uh, Atlanta United uh, transfer daily. 
uh, yes, update today. Yes, you did. I saw that. It was great. Uh, for, for the Justin Miriam transfer, which we'll get into later. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. So we you know, just do a lot of different stuff, and we hope you guys enjoy uh, the podcast. You can also catch it on all your podcatchers out there as well if you want to listen to it versus watching it on the Atlanta United Fan TV YouTube channel. But we have a bunch of cool ass stuff coming up we do we do we have a bunch of stuff coming up oh my god it's gonna be so exciting but the biggest thing yes. is we mentioned uh i think in the last podcast we're going to the red bulls game we're going to new jersey and when we say going we mean tanner Devin, you myself jessica was gonna go but she's married life and she got a puppy yeah. and so things took precedence moving and all that stuff so but we'll still have the four of us up there uh we will also be Heading to the Cooligan Studio on Friday the 17th. Uh, so if you're interested in being an audience member in the studio for that recording, please do DM us uh, at Unreal ATL or at uh, uh, or at DM one of us. We'll yeah. give you the information at the end sure of our podcast where you can find us. And let us know if you want to be an audience member. They can yeah. support up to 45 audience members in this studio. Yes. Um, so it's pretty cool. And you can come watch the show and then we'll hang out afterwards. Yeah, isn't that exciting? We'll grab a bite to eat. Save, hey save room. Yeah, save some room. Uh, it'll be, I can tell you, it be like a latish lunch, but. Um, Probably end up being a pizza place. Maybe. As it should be yeah. a pizza place. And we'll definitely hit up uh, Christian uh, and Alexis of the Cooligans yes. uh, to find out where in that area we can kind of hop over to uh, as well. So to get all the deets, send us a DM. Yep. And we'll get you that information. That's so exciting. We're so excited about it. I know. So, uh, but Games of Thrones aside, uh, we did watch the match. We did. And uh, it was 3-0 final score. It was. You know. And it was really fun because I, before I started getting into the whole watching of Game of Thrones, before I watched the match, I did message. Arya scored three goals. Arya, there's S, uh-huh. <laughs> and Sansa told the biggest secret ever. Um, sorry, that was spoilers if anybody wants to. Sorry. Not really. Not really. I mean, I didn't say what it was. Yeah. Um, but I did uh, message Jason Longshore, and I was like, I need you to secure three points as a uh, souvenir for your travels. Thank you very much. And I, before I even... Uh, before I even like really looked at my phone, I saw it the next morning, which I'm glad I didn't actually look at my phone. He said uh, three points secured, and then like gave me a thumbs up, and I was like, yes. So I didn't, you know, because of the Game of Thrones spoilers, and was concerned about it. I didn't live tweet this time, and yeah. so you know, but and and Lane had won, so maybe I should just stay off Twitter. There are a lot of people that would agree yes. with that sentiment. They just they don't want to see me on there at all. So maybe I should help everybody out and just be. Uh, we're, we're just gonna see if that this is, if that that's what's exactly what it was. Atlanta <laughs> yeah. United won because Jay was not on Twitter. Yeah, but maybe it only works for away matches because obviously I'm at the match. You <laughs> so know, you when, can't when necessarily not be on Twitter. Yeah. Then. So maybe the next away match. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but we'll be give it a, give we'll it a be shot. at the game the next away I match. Know, I know. <laughs> that doesn't really work. That's true. Oh man, I messed it all up. I mean, just when we started to get it, just, get it right. Just when we got a rhythm and a formula. I'll just have to stay in the, in the. I'll have to stay in the Airbnb and not go. Yeah. and then not go yeah, on Twitter. stay in the okay. Airbnb in Manhattan. So Barco sure. involved in all the goals. Uh, the first one, he's the one that took the shot that was deflected. Yes. Uh, the goalkeeper, Joseph, was able to get it, uh, sacrificing all of his body, per usual, to get in there and get that goal. And then Barco's banger, man. Woo! He just, you know, it's he's hitting a, a good stride going into the U-20s World Cup. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be very interesting to see what he's able to produce and and how he thrives there. There'll be a lot of eyes on him. Yes, there will be, which is exciting. I that's mean, a good That's a good thing for us. It's a good thing for him. This is our investment, man. This is yeah. supposed to be our next Miguel Amaron, right? Yep. We want him to do well, obviously, for us, but then the long term so we can sell him for a profit. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so this is a big time for him to shine because the U-20 
World Cup is taken very seriously in Argentina. Mm -hmm. You know, as Jason Longshore told me on Soccer Down Here on Monday morning when I was on with them, you know, this is where Maradona first had his coming out party. This is where Messi had his coming out party. Right. Uh, so this is a big deal. Uh, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Um, I got to say, though, and watching the match, I mean, I know Barco was a shining star among all of the players, but I have to say, uh, and and I know that you agree with me, but Pitti looked m more more along the lines of where he, where he's trying to get to as he far as form relaxed. and fitness. Yes, very much. Seemed and there was very into the game. He had a couple chances that another day, oh, you know, could have gone in. So 100% and his combination yeah. play also looked looked sharper. Statistically, he's still one of the best passers in the league. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, and so yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you still see people debate like, "Oh, was well, PT still better on the left than the right?" But you see Barco and PT move interchangeably so yeah. much. Does it really matter? I don't know. I mean, some people are saying that Barco looked even better when he's in the middle, and you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like you know, when he's on the left, he's coming back and able to defend. Uh, I think defend more sometimes. We saw that where he had he yes. looked like Miguel Almiron a couple he times, did. where he was I'd... coming back and defending, and then when we had it, were a goal up, we're able to counterattack. Yep. And then he's pushing everybody forward, taking guys on one, two defenders, mm -hmm. right, and just trying to ghost them. And uh, yeah, just I will say that's probably one of the things that we're gonna miss that I might miss the most from from Barco because, yes, Pitti tracked back. Joseph also tracked back. There was a lot of tracking back from our attacking uh, players. But one of the things that I, I have always seen, especially from the end of last year with Barco, is his ability to defend and get back and defend so quickly. So I think that that's, that's something that we're going to see, obviously, in the match tomorrow on, on what stake that has going into right. a team so that attacks. What's the impact of him not being there? Correct. Will we see it not just offensively but also defensively? Right, um, and then and then how how does because Tito is not that guy. Tito is not that guy. <laughs> so not, Tito is obviously going to be the sub in for Barco. Yeah. When when obviously starting tomorrow. Yeah, you'd expect you to play on the left. Right. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what that combination will be because we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen a game where Barco hasn't been on and the PT's field. And PT's been off the field when right. Tito comes on. So right. the two of them on the field together is right. kind of new. Right. Uh, so I hope they've been practicing a lot with that combination in the training ground. We saw the improvement between PT and Gressel. Uh, this match as well. Right. Uh, the game before, you know, PT kind of barked at Gressel, and you know, people were alluding Especially to whether the... Gressel Gressel celebration goal celebration was looking back at PT, which no, I don't think it was. It wasn't. But, it wasn't. But but either way, there was you know that that. Uh, that chemistry would seem to be there this time. Yeah, know. especially when you look at the the cross that Gressel had in, and, and Pitti just took it right to the foot. Yeah, one time it. One time yeah, it. And it yeah. was so that, close. It would have been beautiful. It would have been beautiful. Oh, and it was right. It was right. It was just slightly off target. And, I mean, just, it just takes a little Joseph bit of finesse. But has been the last few years. Yeah. It's just, we were just a hair off here and a hair off there. And once you break that, once you break that wall, it's yeah. going to come flooding in. And that's I think that's going to be really exciting it's to just, see. It just feels like... We can't get a leg up. Every time we're about to click into gear, there's either an injury or, in yeah. this case, Barco leaving. Right. And it's very frustrating uh, because, obviously, he's hot right now, and we would like to see him there. Yeah, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how if 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 um, Pity plays that central role and, and Tito plays on that left wing, if they're going to interchange just as much as Barco. I would expect so. Tito yeah. likes to cut inside. He's yeah. right-footed naturally. So yeah. I think you're going to see that a lot. Um, and PT is naturally left-footed, right? I'm excited so, to see what it looks like. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm still excited to see what it looks like am among 
um, um, and will we see Pereira on the bench? You know, maybe someone like one. Honestly, like that. yeah, no, I yeah. feel like this is where uh, um, a moment where Dion Pereira could come in and start making some waves. Start uh, getting. I mean, every time he's come on the, the pitch, I've liked what I've saw. It's yeah, just we not, saw him briefly for yeah. like five or ten minutes, but he's been exciting to watch for Atlanta United too. And so yes. we'll see if he uh, if he has any gets any minutes through this long run of matches where we need to stay injury free and mm -hmm. guys need to stay fresh. Exactly. But that's also the difficult thing because you know we have a back line that even though we've had these clean sheets, ironically these. These guys haven't played together in the same formation very much. Mm -mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's part of the system. And, you, you know, um, uh, and Frank DeBoer actually said that the reason Parker started, because yeah. there was some speculation saying, well, I'll see what this says about Breckshay, blah, blah, blah. That Parkhurst is starting over and, and, yeah. uh, and some people were even dismissing Frank DeBoer's um, response to this, saying that he's covering. I'm like, okay, whatever. But he said that because Johnny Russell with uh, Kansas City cuts in from right to left. Right. And that's sort of his uh, main thing. He does it very often that um, Parkhurst uh, would be better at defending him 1v1 one, one one because he has that stronger right side. Right. And so he basically be cutting into Parker's stronger side. We saw Barco even get ghosted by Russell Correct. in that match. So, you know, you could you you don't want to see and I think it's safe to say that Breck Shea is out of the two is not the best at 1v1 situations. Correct. Uh, and I think he does better when he's in the left wing position, which we saw him come on as a sub. Right. Uh, in that role, which I was fine with. I watched Match Day Center of MLS, and they gave uh, DeBoer a lot of grief, saying, like, you need to let Petey play that extra 20 minutes and get him more time and blah, blah. Well, and it's honestly, like, is it really that big of a fucking deal? Like, it's, it's it's not. He's still getting into the groove. He got his playing time. He got 70-some some, some minutes. Uh, you know, we want to save his legs for this long run of mm -hmm. games, jackasses. Sorry. Oh, my God. Like, it's just like, why are you going to pick on that, of all things? Like, they almost made it through the whole Match Day Center without, like, saying anything ridiculous. And well, then they're like, well, this is ridiculous that they did this. Really? You're that upset there's, about a damn there's, substitution? There's always going to be, I, I swear, <laughs> I always feel like there's going to be something for them to, to nitpick, no matter what it is. It's even when Matt Doyle is basically saying that uh, Barco's had 1,500 minutes in MLS, and if Carlton would have had the same amount of money, minutes in MLS, he would have been doing better. Doyle, and Doyle it's like... Been, Josh Bakerinsky's been going after Matt Doyle on everything this past I mean, week. it's true, but like... But it's just it's so silly because out it's of all ridiculous. the things in that match to focus on, you're focused on this reasoning for the substitution. And I right. think that the coach knows why he's subbing somebody. Yeah. And I think it's to save his legs. Why You're already up 3 nothing, yeah. right? And let Barco run his legs out. He's going to the World Cup. We're not going to have him here. So let him continue to play So my thoughts and is, get into a rhythm so yeah. while he gets hot to go into the World Cup to the U20s to help him out. My thoughts is that we're going to see another sub probably around the 75th, 80th minute maybe for Pitsy this game. But I think come Sunday, He's playing the full 90. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know how he's going to be handled. He should be uh, close to, if not match fit at this point. And, uh, you know, this this long run of games and we're going to see he's going to be integral yeah. uh, in that in that role. So uh, especially now that now that Tito is not coming off the bench, that Tito's starting. Yeah, I mean, it will it, it'll be interesting to see where Justin Miram slots into this and maybe and maybe that does put Tito back on the bench. Yeah, but I still think that going into the stretch of things when you've got pity at really close to match form, you're going to have him play 90 minutes. Yeah. Now, I know uh, some folks have come out and said, uh, you know, Devin came out and said, slow your roll. Uh, this is, you know, we won. But at the same time, this is a very depleted Kansas City side. We're supposed to win. And I think that's a fair point. But I also know I've been to the cauldron. Yeah. People don't just go in there and, and get a clean sheet. It just yeah. doesn't happen very often. And in fact, I think it's only their fourth loss in like so many 
months or games or 28 right. or 30 some games um, at home. You know, this is a, 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 a very difficult place to play. They're it's not a used at home. Yeah, their fans are not used to losing. They stay loud, and we yes. actually took them out of the match for a little while. Yeah. So I'm very impressed with that. I get it. Like, I think we could take a measured look at this and say, yeah. does this mean that, like, we're we're ready? We're going to be, you know, like, I think that we didn't have necessarily the best game either. Like, no, and I, I think Gabor even said we played better against FC Dallas, which is debatable. But I do think that um, there's a lot of room to grow. Uh, Parkhurst was shaky in the beginning to me. Um, and although he was clutch in some plays, some key plays, uh, he also had a giveaway, and we had some giveaways in midfield that yes. led to their possession that yes. created chances. We had a few un, un, un characteristic Just, giveaways from Nagby also, which right? is it, yeah, weird. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, he looked exhausted almost. He did. Uh, it, was a weird, he just, it was a weird game for Nagby. He just passed it straight to the guy in the midfield, Correct. And, which created a counterattack. Correct. And that's and also, we had some weird plays by Tito yeah. in, in the last 20 minutes of the, the game. The only players that were really, to me, that were just on fire were Barco, uh Rometty yes. uh, was phenomenal, and yes. I think a big reason for that clean sheet, um, even though he came off and Brett came on and, uh, yeah. and all of that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think overall this is – I'm just looking at it from a perspective of where we were, you know, uh, just beginning of the season yeah. and now, and it's a huge improvement. Yeah. Uh, we've seen incremental improvement over time, and – I think that if we had gotten this 3-0 result and PT looked like trash, then I would be concerned. But PT looks like he's growing into the game. So there's incremental improvements. Is it as fast as we would like it to be? No. But grab the win. Go into Toronto with this important win. With get some confidence. momentum yeah. where we have a seven-match you know, run in a month. Correct. This is very important. So I think this is great. I yeah. think it's no, really good. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that one of the things that people should be looking at is, yeah, maybe – Kansas' side was depleted, but we also have to realize we're not starting with our starting 11. We're, we still have people that are slotting into Parker's positions. Parker's playing left back. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. so it is, as much as they want to harp on, yeah, it wasn't our best game, and, and we shouldn't you know look at the sunshine and the rainbows of the three points, you still have to realize that we are also still suffering for in, from injuries as well. Yeah. I just so, think, I think it's okay to enjoy the win. Yes. And, absolutely. But, but still be tempered and understand. I think most people understand that this is... Be we're, realistic. We're still not where we want to be. Correct. We still have room to grow, but there's it's a long season, and a lot of teams have a, a lot of uh, room to grow as well when you're looking at the East especially right now and how trash it is. So... Um, we have three games in hand compared to most of the teams at the top of the table right now, Philadelphia. That's such an so. interesting notion because it's yeah. like last year the East was the king. I know. It just and the off. West is just And now look at San dominating. Jose. San Jose was trash at the beginning of the season. New York City was trash at the beginning of the season. New York City's doing better San Jose on the West Coast. Yeah. They were tra- now they're this this whole uh you know, man man uh, V man. Uh, style Same of with play. Houston. Same with Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston flying under the radar for some I reason. Mean, Nobody's talking really? about Houston. Why? Why aren't Ellis they? Elise looks fantastic. Yeah, uh, Elise. Sorry, Elise looks fantastic. So, anyways, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, um, for sure. I think it's going to be much uh, unless LAFC continues the trend where they are just unstoppable and continues to sustain this ridiculous pace. I think it's going to, the rest of behind LAFC, it's going to be who the hell knows ends up in second, third, or fourth spot. I think it was an interesting result that Chicago went out of LAFC. Yeah, they've held them to a a, zero zero. But no, we know no. LAFC can happen, that can happen yeah, to them. Yeah, they, they have moments. They defensively, For you sure. know, the. 
But, you know, at the same time, you know, LAFC last year in those games were shipping goals like crazy at times uh, against teams in their own house. Exactly. So that, that they've tightened up quite a bit in terms of that regard. So anyways, we're getting all over the place. Know, Let's sorry. get into some Atlanta United <laughs> uh, news. Um, and uh, some general news first. The Atlanta United license plates, guys, are slated to be officially available on May 28th. But yeah. they have no star. <laughs> People are very upset about How this. How dare you? I'm like, it's not their badge, right? Like, I, I, But you have to understand, the design was put in. Was it put in before? I think the design was put in before. I think it was, yeah. It was after that. I don't know. Who no, knows? it was before. It yeah. was definitely before. You have There's, there's like such this. a long process yeah. that it was done before. And besides, we're going to get so many more stars that it's like you can't keep changing the design of the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, also, some player interviews uh, from Felipe Cardenas of The Athletic. Uh, P.T. Martinez said, quote-unquote, I can be self-critical and say that my performance haven't been very good. Uh, performances haven't been very good since arriving uh, to MLS, but that's what I'm working on, and I feel that the last game versus SKC was very good. Great to hear. Humble. Yes. Understands he has room to grow, but mm-hmm. very confident he's going to push through it. So I would agree. that's the kind and of stuff I you want to hear. I think what was very interesting, and I, this is, I guess, a thing that uh, – the the broadcasts are doing now where when Pity's subbed off they're focusing a lot on like him at the bench because oh, of, yeah well of course they're looking for that yeah they're that, looking that for the gem. temperament but I I thought it was very interesting this game that he he set and then he came off at the same time Rometty came off yeah, so they him sat and Rometty yeah, uh, sat together and sort of talked about it and the minute Joseph came off they sort of started laughing and then yeah, talking yeah. about tactics you could see but it just it looked like he was a little bit more calmer he realized why he was being taken off that sort he of thing he probably felt that he did better than last yeah. time and you know uh, that must have felt and good. I think that the issue is that like he didn't he start getting into it. Yeah, he didn't start getting into a groove with FC Dallas until the later. Which moments. was taken off right as he right, was starting to. Right, right. And into I think that makes I think anybody frustrated. Why, yeah, yeah, that's also part of probably fueling it. Um, also, uh, some injury news: Bello is out for three months. Yes, he's got to get a surgery on that. Who man, feel for a the guy. Mario was sending him tweets like oh. saying, "Hang in there, buddy. You know this is happening for, for a young all player. things happen for a reason." Blah yeah. blah. So for a young player, that's that's kind of difficult. frightening. But yeah. still, at the same time, I mean, he's got a great support system behind him, and he knows that the fans here will will love to see him. But get back. Uh, we were struggling at left bat back depth all this time. This is just uh, very bad news um, from that perspective. But there is a sunshine in the horizon. There is, yeah. Because Mickey Ambrose... Mikey. Mikey Ambrose. You always call him Mickey. <laughs> always call him Mickey. <laughs> hey, Mikey, you're so fun. You're so funny. <laughs> but my man, hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Right. Um, but uh, Mikey Ambrose yeah. is... In training. Right. So, Isn't that exciting? We need him back. We do. We he's, need him back. He's yeah. a breath of fresh air. I swear. I want him back so bad. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to give you as much as Bello going forward, but uh, he's very stout defensively. Yes. And um, I think it's somebody that uh, we want to see back. He's very, he's very stout. He's very intuitive. And he still is also the same with Breckett. Certain instances yeah. is very good at crossing. We may not see him till the latter part of the month, but he's got to get match fit and stuff right. like that. But uh, right. hopefully, you know, he's coming in at that time when we had a uh, three or four match run in a two week period, and we need some uh, rest for our right. guys. And Parkhurst can't play every single minute of that. I think what we should look for on that is whenever he starts coming into the 18. Yeah. And then once we notice he, when he starts in the 18, and then and then seeing when he has the ability to get subbed in and get minutes. So I don't know if he'll be on the 18 for this week, but I. I I'd yeah, still maybe early. He yeah. just started back in training, I think, on Monday or so. so yeah. We'll see what happens. Also, Carlton has had an illness. People were wondering where he's been at. Um, he's been sort of MIA. Uh, he wasn't yep. in, on the roster for the Atlanta 2 match. Um, and a lot of talk going on uh, from a lot of people that know a lot about 
uh, U.S. Men's National Team and uh, talked even people I interviewed and talked to Tab Ramos, who's a coach of U-20s. And there are question marks whether Carlton will even get into the U-20s. He has not been performing really? uh, to people's expectations. Um, you know, I think that's why we saw people were wondering why Pereira came on and we right. didn't see Carlton. And Carlton was kind of looking out going, uh-oh, you know, what's going on? You know, it's that he was still warming up, right? Um, so that's, that's a bit of a concern. Um, but that may also explain why Justin Miram of Columbus Crew is coming to Atlanta United. So transfer daily alert. By yeah. the time you've gotten this episode, though, you should already know. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, you Maybe you even watch the transfer daily. Yeah, that exactly. That that jaded earlier so well, but yeah, no, we have acquired Justin Miram from Columbus Crew, which is I, in my opinion, I know that we differ on opinions of this slightly, but I'm actually excited about this. Yeah, so Atlanta United has acquired midfielder Justin Miram from Columbus Crew in exchange for $100,000 in general allocation money or GAM. And the club's na- uh, nat- uh, natural, natural second yeah. round, I don't know what natural means, but <laughs> their second round selection, whatever. Uh, in, whatever uh, feels the natural, 2020, Yeah, in the 2020 MLS Super Draft. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he's had two goals and one assist when he was with Orlando last season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, a lot happened there. People remember he stuck his fingers in his ears when he scored the goal. Right. Uh, he was getting a lot of criticism he came out later after i think he went back to columbus and said that fans even like he, he shot away from saying death threats but said that that wished death upon him yeah whatever that means on social media or elsewhere and so yeah he had a real rough time of it um he was sold uh, or transferred to uh orlando for a little over a million dollars in allocation money and a 2019 uh, first round or, or draft pick, or yeah. no international slot, 2019 yeah. international slot. He went back right uh, to Columbus. Orlando lost uh, a little over 250 thousand dollars in allocation money in that move because yeah. Columbus only paid 750k to get him back and got that 2019 international slot <laughs> back. back. <laughs> we got him for that 100k, so he's yeah. basically depreciated by 90 percent in the last year. Yeah, yeah. So we got him for about nine or 10 percent. Of what his initial so value was. So basically, he was a free. And it's close to a free transfer yeah. as you're going to get in this transfer window. And so, yeah, I think that logically, if you're at Lane United, if you're looking for someone that can play possession-based uh, soccer, that can fill, fill into that midfield or left midfield or left wing, uh, be able to cut inside, right. play that style, and you got Miram just being dangled out by crew for 100k in allocation money in a draft. You're a, su- you're a shark. You have you to take that. it. Yeah. You'd be crazy not to. That's even, chum. Even if he sits there yeah. and does nothing yeah. and you just pay him his 500k salary or whatever he's making. I think he's around McCann money, okay, salary-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that was freed up when McCann left. Right. So that's back in the salary cap now. Right. But you know, it's a logical choice. It makes sense. You have to make that move. Yeah. Do I think he's going to excel? Am I excited about it? I'm not excited about it. I like Justin Miram. I like 2017 Justin Miram. But see, I don't like, like .3 is... key passes, okay. Justin Miram. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like no, zero I, goals, I, zero assists. I understand what you this mean. Year, I understand right? what you mean. This is this is so it's logical. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I agree with the move, but I'm not going to sit here and throw up fireworks either about it. You know, it's like well, I'm, not, I'm not throwing up fireworks. Well, you said you were excited about it. I'm excited about the idea of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if anybody in Atlanta right now has like the ability to like be optimistic. St- like if we got a starter or something like that. like He's you know, not a starter. Right, exactly. And I think that's the key difference here is that people, you, you know, 
are, are coming at some. I saw some people coming at this as you know, um, well, you're going to get Orlando uh, Justin Miram is the same as Columbus Crew Justin Miram. He didn't change when he went back there. You, the I think one person said in the comments, you know, the everybody uh, the best time uh, uh, people love Justin Miram when he's signed and then when he goes away. And yeah, people I are mean, so it's harsh. A, it's... But at the same time, he's a depth piece. He is. He's not a starter, right? Mm-hmm. We're not expecting this guy to go when out there Barco's and play back, 90 minutes every match. Yeah. Right? No. And he could surprise us. So from a business perspective, super low risk, super potential upside. Correct. But at the same time, it's a little cringy thinking of him dressing up with Atlanta United against Orlando on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, it might end up happening. He might get he might be subbed in for some minutes. I think Payson, Payson on Twitter was like, "Yes, ultimate troll." I'm like, unless he completely flubs it, and then we're and then, the ones getting we're trolled. Getting the ones getting trolled. So sure. don't even start with this. Uh, like, you know, we're, though, it's if, the ultimate if, troll. They send him up against Orlando only if he performs well, my friend. Only if, if we win, well. if first off, if we win tomorrow and we get the three points we're above orlando in the standings yeah which i think would be fun yeah um because i don't like being below orlando right now <laughs> um but in, in my opinion with justin miram it look he's somebody with veteran experience he's been in this league for a very long time he has performed very well before he went to orlando i understand that orlando uh didn't go appropriately and then once he's been back it's been a different columbus honestly because you have a different coach it's a different way of uh, and style of playing and also we talked about this beforehand right as someone who's been through job big job changes right. moves yes uh, and has i've had times where i left somewhere and then kind of came crawling back where it didn't work out right with your back. tail between your legs right and it's it affects you mentally right like even though you're like oh it's great to be back with family you put on a brave space uh, or face you're back it's not the same columbus crew or it's not going to feel the same as when you were with columbus crew when you were native out of college out Correct. of university of michigan or whatever you came from and then you know no you come back you know that everybody's looking at you with like that guy had to come back yeah you know he didn't work he couldn't cut it right or, They'll always love him, but there is that right, and it's, that it's the self talk, right? right? Because it showed to me like he had issues moving down there. He obviously didn't adapt well, so maybe it's a psychological issue. Right, and so how the, the big question remains. Is it a psychological issue where he's going to move here and have the same problems because he can't adjust, so. or because he's now not the main Tam guy, he's not the main starter anymore, because the pressure is not there anymore. And he's not. And it was there with Orlando. And, and he's gone from the Columbus, who have these fans expecting a lot from him because they they brought him back. Right. All right. And they're like, you need to step up. We brought you back. We saved you. Right. Now right. do something. That's not there anymore. It's the same. It was the same way with Orlando when they when they bought him. In, right. In the Orlando, expectations. The, he was a starter. Was he was, he was one of their key players. With absolutely. Question. He's yeah. come. Miram's coming here knowing he's not a starter. He's right. knowing that he's coming here to fill and a position. We talked about this with Breck Shea. Where we see a better Breck Shea at times because that pressure's not there. Correct. And so, and I, I, and I think the jury's still out on Breck Shea. And it, so, it is. And, and but but Justin Miram is going to be very interesting to watch. I just think because if we do get 2017 Justin Miram, he could. Fight for a spart starting spot. That's the funny thing about it. It's like he could end up being one Justin Miram's that good. One of, he could, yes, he could absolutely. end up being a, like a coup where he <laughs> made a hundred thousand in gam and a draft spot, and then he's killing it. You know, putting up assists, goals, and then all of a sudden, like every, like Columbus look like idiots, and you're just like sitting there with a big grin. Darren Eels is kicking his heels up, going win win, right? Because even if he doesn't perform. You could get rid of them, you know, later. Don't For worry about money. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and- so that's that's the goal and that's the desire. And I honestly, I think that if, if, I'm, if I'm just a Miram, I'm looking at this as a fresh start. 
I, I go into the city and the, the championship city that is coming off of I mean, a title. You know the facilities are gonna, yeah. he's gonna, he's gonna the be, facilities are gonna be great. You've got you've got a centralized stadium that's beautiful. You've yeah. got seventy thousand fans packing think, out the stadium. Who do you think he'll end up bunking with? When he goes, if he travels like two away matches. Oh, this is. A, oh, I haven't even thought about this. This is really. <laughs> Who do you think they're gonna put him with? Right, because um, with with the when you when the guys come from Argentina, like yeah. Barco got uh, with Miggy. Right. And then uh, uh, who's Barco Bre- is now Breck with? Breck said that he was with LGP or Mikey. I think he's with Mikey. Barco yeah, Breck is and Mikey now with uh, Bar- Barco and and Joseph. I think are yeah, they're, roommates. They're, they're roommates. And then yeah. Pity and Tito are together. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, um, this is interesting because and I feel like Rometty weirdly I feel like Rometty and Nagby are bunkmates. Yeah. Um or something like that. Do you think that. he's gonna get put with uh one of the American guys like I feel Larry like or Parker? Parky or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see him like Or maybe Gressel. I mean, it'd be interesting. <laughs> well, tell us what you think. Let us know. I didn't even think yeah. about that. That's very. Who do, you, who do you think would be the best know. roommate for Justin Hiram? Have they announced his number yet? No, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. That'd be another thing that I'd be. I don't know what he is now. I don't know is. what his number is now. He was. He was. Justin Hiram. Eight. No idea. I think he was eight. No idea. Eight or six. So, guys, we put up a poll uh, and asked, uh, you know, hey, Justin Miram at the time, we said, uh, is a reportedly coming. We now know he is. It's been put out officially by Lane United. Um, what uh, What do you think, basically? Uh, you know, where do you stand on this move? And 19% said they're excited. Yes. 58%, That's my 58% are in my camp, which is I'm fine. It's fine. Or saying it's fine. Uh, 17% not enthused and 6% face palms. <laughs> oh, is that what you call that emoji? Is the face palm emoji? You don't know that? You're I, like the. I know it's the like face the, palm. You're like the Instagram guru. But I, but I like, I look at that as the oh shit emoji. Yeah, that's like. That's the oh shit emoji. Yeah, like okay. Not, not, no bueno. Oh shit emoji. <laughs> that's what I look at that emoji as. Yeah, I mean, it, I know a, it's, it's a face palm, palm but it like, just, uh, in my mind, whenever a, I think of son like. Son of a bitch. What that's emoji what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn yes, it! Exactly. The um, damn the damn things are happening. But what's what's the deal with the some some of these people bemoaning the loss of Garza here? Yeah, it's because, pretty strange. So all because of a sudden, people this is are sparked, like, get Garza back. This has sparked a conversation where people are like, wow, get a left back. I get it, right? But how many left backs are available right now? I'm guessing no, not, not many since we didn't get one. And also, you know, um, Bellows Bellow injury just happened. Yeah. So we may not have been scouting a left back. No. And then you know, Bellows more serious injury happened, and it's too late. You yeah. know, we don't have anybody on the radar. Uh, we couldn't get nobody's available. And we've that we got, could we've use. got Mikey in in the process. Right, he's coming of back. back. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we saw that Parkhurst can play as left back in certain situations. <laughs> but tactically, you know, DeBoer's going to move things around. We're finding that he's, you know, he's going to play in a four back depending or versus a three back depending on the in. opponent. Yes. Depending on the opponent. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tata, it was pretty much we play our style and everybody has to come after us. Right. Like everybody has to adapt to what we're doing. Right. And DeBoer is a little more tactical in some of his changes. And, and, and that's, you can see it. Is it? He, yeah. he basically picked Parky because of specifically. Johnny Russell. Right. So that's as tactical as it gets, right? Yeah. So Garza, he's gone. And we talked a little bit about this when Devin and I talked with Felipe. We talked to him. He said, you know, is the jury out on these transfers? Was it smart to move McCann, who is a $500,000 a year? Sure. But he's also a utility piece. And we know DeBoer likes to move guys around. And he can work on that left wing. And he, I think he, a lot of people, when they saw Breck come in, they're like, why don't you just keep fucking McCann? Right. But that's not what people are talking about. They're talking about Garza. Right. And it's like, well, Garza was injured all the time. Yeah. 
And now he's only played like 90 minutes out of the entire season. Correct. Like once. Correct. And so, you know, you could see like now I think we're... The I risk was, assessment on that makes sense. I think now you have to look back and you have to give Darren Eels and Carlos Bacanegra the plus one on that. Correct. To say probably a smart move. You have to go with your risk assessment. And they said he was more of a risk not playing. And some people said, well, I'd rather have him not playing... No. On the, it's like, what's the no, point? That, he has, he wouldn't point. have played for us this season anyways. If then he had what, we don't injured. have a left back? No. Still, he still would have been injured. He yeah. still wouldn't have played for us, so he wouldn't have been helping us in any way. Mm-mm. But I understand, you know, he, people like Greg Garza. He's a great left back when he's healthy. Yes, and he's a good person, and he is a good connection between English and Spanish But especially players. in a run of games like this, you're going to constantly be nervous. The guy's going to get injured. And, Correct. You know, uh, yeah. where you have a critical – you need guys to be – Healthy and fit and, and playing together. So uh, and we already have one injury prone yeah. back. Like yeah. uh, Escobar, Escobar is taking Garza's spot in that regard. So so for me, we don't need two of them. If we were to evaluate, like do a like a snapshot in time and say, right now, was it a good transfer, good decision, business decision, or bad business decision? Greg Garza to me, it it it's it's a good decision. Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm voting I, with you on I that. I mean, I would love to have him on the squad. If we had unlimited salary cap space, we could have more people on the roster. If Great. we were Barcelona or <laughs> Liverpool or Manchester United we, or Manchester. Yeah, if we didn't have a salary cap, yeah. then bring him on. But I'm still out on McCann. The jury's still out really? for me on that decision. Because I don't know if Breck's necessarily giving us more than what McCann was giving us. I think it's a and little McGann, bit more. And McCann was someone who was consistent, and I think he was a little better in 1v1 uh, situations on that left side. I will agree with McCann's consistency. That is something I can I cannot He grew to become kind of a staple. We just expected him to come out and, and be con- yeah, and, and, and put on was. a solid performance. He may he not was. blow anybody away. Right. He may not lead to any assists. But I think that, know, that but there's a way in that I think there is something to be said in the way that Breck plays that fits our system more adequately. If he's played as a left wing, yes. he does have and he has the, if he has the confidence, he can Go up and one v one against guys in an attacking sense, and I think and that and be successful. We know we've seen it. You yes, know, um, but here's the thing, though. And, and I don't fits and starts. When right? we got him, I don't think we were planning on having him be a depth on left back. I think he was a depth depth piece at left back. I don't think we expect him to play as much. Correct. And in fact, I think Parkhurst would have probably had to play and put on more minutes as a left back. And I think Joe Patrick even mentions on Twitter if if we hadn't had Breck. And that would have put more wear and tear on Parkhurst. Yeah. You know? So it's it's tricky. But I still think the jury is out on the McCann transfer. So if Miriam <laughs> comes through, if Brett comes through, if we see, you know, we see uh, uh, where we get a lot out of these guys, mm-hmm. then we may look back and say, yeah, McCann was a no-brainer. And at the time, we thought no, McCann was a no-brainer because we felt like, he, you know, if you looked at other people making his salary, Justin Miriam at the time, you know, still making that 500, 600K range, you know, people felt, yeah, maybe he's a little overpaid. But now, I look back and say, "Hmm, you know, maybe we should have hung on to the guy." I, I'm not sure if I'm in your boat. Yeah. On that, because I just don't see any game in which I've watched the that I've watched where I immediately my mind goes, "Man, I wish we still had McCann." I it's like not where my mind goes. No, I think it looking at and saying it's, it's me it's, being like, well, I should I wish Bella Bella was healthy?" Or yeah, I, wish. I think there are times where I would have preferred to have McCann in a left back defensive position, and when there are one on one situations, then, then Breck. Breck. Yes, but going forward, I think Breck offers more. So it's difficult, right? And like yeah. you said, Breck, I don't think was a 
one for one for McCann necessarily. He was like, he can play left back we if we need him to, to. Yeah, we weren't looking to replace McCann. Right. So, and we saw him come on in more of that left wing role here in Kansas City, Brett. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. The jury's out for you. I I think in in the long run, I think it was fine because yeah. it opened a slot for somebody I'm like undecided. Justin Miram that we needed. I'm undecided at the moment, right now. We need yeah. It. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, uh, in league news, FC Cincinnati fire head coach uh, Alan Koch uh, after 11 games into the season. Yes. Uh, some people were. Sh- surprised but I, I don't think a lot of people were shocked in the industry like you would look at mls uh, uh you know thought leaders and I looked journalists at, yeah i looked at a little uh fc cincinnati style like uh, tw- uh FCC, Twitter twitters yeah, yeah so i was like wow okay this is a little sudden. We, well, we haven't paid much attention to them though That's outside true. of when we played them so it's not like we're experts in fc cincinnati or follow their usl you know, shenanigans before they came on board. We know that Garza went there, right? Yeah. And we know that, you know, uh, they were doing well Kendall at the beginning Watson of the season. Went there well, right, yeah. Watson was there. But looking back, apparently, Alan Koch was the way the FC Cincinnati sort of tweeted out their press release. Yeah. Instead of just saying your typical thank you for your service and you're on your way and blah, blah, blah. You know, he coached with them for a few years and, you know, in the USL and then coming to MLS. They went ahead and posted his record and gave like a two paragraph spiel about basically this is why we're firing him. Oh, and by the way, good luck, which is very weird. Like, yeah. And this is the same team where Koch screwed up and, and uh, you know, Koch is the same manager who screwed up and came out and ended up uh, basically uh, blowing up Atlanta United by saying Garza in a press conference, was coming to FC Cincinnati before it was officially announced and that before Atlanta United could, like, officially, like, do a, uh, a goodbye to uh, Garza, to Garza yeah. and all of that, and that really pissed off Darren Eels. So Koch was kind of a knucklehead to begin with. Right. I knew that from just that experience. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't follow what was going on very much. But apparently, you know, a lot of fans feel that, you know, he didn't perform like he should have towards the end of the USL season, that he threw away part of that season going into MLS, um, and they, they they had a chance to win uh, at home uh, the championship and, and, and lost, I think it was to Louisville. Uh, so I think, you know, overall, it seems like a lot of FC Cincinnati fans I was looking at are like, yeah, makes sense, but... At the same time, why did you bring the guy into MLS? Exactly. <laughs> if so you I, knew this guy yeah. wasn't give, giving you what you wanted at the end of the USL season, why the hell, unless you're cheap, and that's why you're having roster problems, and yeah. maybe the problem is the front office. So, so I don't know if a new coach is going to fix this. Yeah, no, so there might be a couple issues. So, I, yes, I would agree that it possibly could be a front office and issue, I, but yeah. it also could also be that the coach let the transition go to his head in a way where it's, Well, they're saying he lost the locker room. Yes. Because he did come out. Like Anthony Hudson, by the way, who Colorado also fired. Yes. Colorado Rapids fired. Yes. In a similar fashion, came out and threw his players under the bus, saying, I don't have enough players to win in this league. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But, but beginning of the, se- the, beginning of the season, right, when they gave him coach for the MLS team, he's like, oh, I'm going to build this culture and blah, blah, blah. So he's obviously, you know, you yeah. can't hang on to a guy like that. So I think no. the, their hand were, was forced a little bit. Yeah. But I saw some SC Cincinnati fans saying, also saying that the general manager, the, the ownership, have done these things in the past – where they kind of do the coach a little dirty when they push them out the door. That's interesting. Uh, I know that. So they're not exactly like as much as they're like, okay, coach, that's fired, but 
the behavior by the front office isn't exactly anything that's exemplary it's, either. It's so interesting to see any... Not what you want from your expansion no, year, no, right? No, not. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're, you're in all your this, first year. You're, you're given more TV. Year. You're given more TV uh, viewing uh, for the big game, like big games uh, this season. Yes, because they are. you're the expansion team. That's how it always works. And you're blowing it you're on getting, national television. You're getting more press. You're getting more attention. Yeah. You're getting eyes on you because they have dedicated those eyes towards you as an expansion year. They want to see. And now what you're you without got. a coach. And now you're without a coach. And now you have an interim manager that's going to take hold. And then, and then, what do the games look like then? So you've got this e- enormous fan base that turns out for your matches, which yes. is also better than most teams. The second can or third ha- in attendance. Yeah, they behind, can have an MLS. Seattle, yeah. And, and you're flubbing it over. Yeah. So now it'll be really interesting to see how quickly they get a manager, who they find, and who they who they go with. I don't know what the guy's going to fix. I mean, the, the team, like Garza's, they're only starting left back, and yes. he's broken. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a team of defensive players. Yeah. But maybe the coach can play, you know, the uh, Saif will play actually in the middle versus the left wing where he's supposed to play. Maybe the new coach will actually start playing players where they're supposed to play and playing a system that's something other than hiding in the in the defensive third yeah. and, and kicking long balls, like, you know, Correct. old school 2005 Stoke City style. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, also, uh, DC United's apparently in talks with Acosta for a contract around two to three million dollars per year, up from his current six hundred seven thousand uh, dollar a year salary. Uh, and those talks included uh, allegedly uh, talks that if if he if he uh, either they would somehow free up a DP slot somewhere else to move in Assad, so Ziegler or something like that, or maybe it's if they feel that Acosta they can't come to an agreement with Acosta and he takes a waiver and leaves at the end of the year. Uh, I think on a free, then they may pick up Yamil and bring him on board again. So there's apparently they're in talks with Emil Assad. Too late for this transfer window. But I know Kelly's very excited about the prospects of Emil coming back to the MLS. <laughs> yeah. Yamil Assad. <laughs> oh, you know what I gotta say though. As much as I adore Yamil, I Asad, almost wore my Yamil shirt for you. I today, would have loved it. But I moved and it's wrinkled. It's and, okay. It's and so Z, it's I fine. wore my uh, Zeke boat shirt. Fine. My, this is my Ezekiel Barco uh, with a big ship, and then he's on the front of it yes. doing this. Yes, it looks like is. one of the memes I did. I gotta say, so I adore Yamil Assad. This is this has been stated, and everybody who knows me knows I love Yamil Assad. But the thing is, and people kept being like why are we not bringing Yamil Assad blah 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 here's a couple reasons one we can't afford that and then second we don't have an international slot to I bring mean, him in maybe after so, the CBA we'll have more DP slots maybe yeah. but the, the oh, point now we do have an international slot but anyways Gallagher <laughs> what <laughs> Gallagher god I wish I would have known that I yeah. would have been on the Gallagher freed up a he's yeah, got I for, a, yeah I completely forgot about that and you told me about this and it, I didn't but put two doesn't matter two we together. don't have enough matter. DP slots yeah. doesn't matter we don't really have a DP slot to put him in he would cost way too much I, I adore Yamil Assad but at this point in time he doesn't fit what we're looking for why <laughs> he would be if you if you if we had an extra dp slot and we could put him on the left wing and tito was depth on the right or the left and we had Assad. i mean we would be a powerhouse i mean that would be great but there's just i mean it just doesn't make sense within the salary cap and our structure right yes. but but Which if, in a perfect world sense what we need a, at the a, moment if we didn't have that we didn't have the ceiling we didn't in have a the, perfect world we would also still have McCann wouldn't we Jay <laughs> wouldn't we 
Jesus. Uh, I'm going to get so much we heat. We still have Miguel. I'm gonna get we so much, still have McCann. I'm going to get so we much still heat have for saying that I, that I think McCann should still be here. Um, but my uh, Lord. I can't wait for my mentions to blow up. Let's talk about how Ted Uncle ruins everything. Oh, shall we? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Let's uh, go into this because we're already heated right now. Let's if you guys didn't see, uh, you know, Columbus Crew has been struggling, and uh, but it doesn't help when you have a referee making decisions like Ted <laughs> Uncle uh, against DC United, right? Ted Uncle gets away, in the way of the play. Acosta has the ball. Will Trap comes in to get it. They both run into Ted Uncle. Right. More so Acosta. Acosta falls over. Andrew Weeby swears that if you zoom in, you can see uh, Will Trap's foot touching Acosta's foot, but it's that's ridiculous. Uh, I think you're... Yeah, that's, that's it's not the, clear it's, and obvious. Yeah, that's anyways. Even if it, even if you do see it, it's not clear and obvious. And we'll get back to also, that. Why that's important? Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Because Will Trap took the ball, took opportunity the opportunity from that. And by the way, that you treat the referee just like you do in a situation where they're, they're treated as the field, yeah. so so to speak. And there was a new rule in 2015 or 2016 that says something about that you can the referee can call a drop ball if there's inter like direct interference or something, but it, it has to include a certain thing that didn't happen in this particular play. I don't know. But either way, that didn't happen. Columbus score. And then Ted Uncle gets the earpiece, and he's on, uh, he's like listening, talking, and looking at the video review for like five minutes. Yeah, and it, it's stupid amount of time. Which to me is, if it was clear and obvious there was something that was happening, it would have been decided the first minute or two. Correct. Reverses the goal... And says the reason that they reversed the goal was because Will Trap fouled Acosta. So basically, he framed Will Trap. <laughs> if this was a yes. film noir or like yes. a, a detective crime, yeah, <laughs> filmed him. It was dark him, at night, and Will Trap yeah. leaned in, framed Will Trap, and then great, and to cover his own ass, Acosta. to cover his own ass when he didn't have to because yeah. it's fair play. It's fair play. So just a complete cock up. Nobody except for Andrew Weeby. Or maybe Doyle, I can't remember. But nobody else in the, on the Twitter you talk to, you know, uh, Paul Tenorio, uh, The Athletic, anybody you talk to, anybody that's looked at this thing, even referees say that, that this is not good. Clear and obvious. Yeah, it's not. And it's not clear and obvious, that's no, for sure. No, it's not at all. So it's, it's a subjective decision, which is what VAR is not meant to be used for in the first place. Correct. So how is VAR supposed to be helpful if the fucking referees that make the decisions are that incompetent? It doesn't matter. You get better pro you, referees. <laughs> this is so stupid. This, wow. is, this, is, this is something that Jason— And by the way, interesting fact, he's not refereeing any games this week. Huh. I don't know if he was originally slated to have a vacation or what, but— Interesting. How very interesting. But no, that, this is just something that Jason Longshore talks about uh, uh, a couple times, if not more than just a couple times. But basically, it, it's this need and this desire for the pro referees to get better, to advance, to move forward, to to get better at judgment on the field. And VAR should not be used as much as it. it I feel like it is. It, it's it was used a lot more last year. The I understand a lot of learning curves that yeah. was put in the middle of the year yeah. and all this stuff and, but I mean come on like this guy's an experienced referee correct like what this should and not he happen. made some calls previously uh, that got rescinded by pro uh, in terms of uh, like a red card on Ladero uh, or something like that in, a, in the Seattle game the week before it got rescinded in appeal uh, God, so he he's making just... a lot of mistakes right now he's what what would they call that he's going through uh, what is that? 
a, a shit show. Conf- confidence crisis. Yes, that's probably what it is. There, there's like I, mean, I can't think of the it, the why term else would right you do now. that if you're not confident in your yeah. decision making? If you're reversing or making somebody, weird decisions like somebody that. Somebody who's listening, just uh, tweet me the 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 term tomorrow on what it, it is when exist. they're just going through like a really bad like you're just fucking up everything. What what that's called? Clusterfuck. Yeah, I mean, he's just having a moment where it's just all Ted cluster fucks. Ted Uncle is a cluster That is very true. That's very true. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but maybe someone will tell us. Um, we're ninth in the table. Uh, coming up is Toronto FC on Wednesday. We're so fourth, yeah. if you're listening to this uh, when this comes out, that's tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they are currently fourth in the table. They have the same number of games played uh, as we do, eight. Um, so that is a, a real four. Not, you know, Philadelphia, who's number right. one, but has 11 games played. Games played, played right. And... Uh, just some news. If you are heading to that match, we learned that uh, apparently Uber and Lyft drivers will be turning off their apps and going on strike Wednesday from noon until midnight, yep. which encompasses the time period if you try to get a Lyft or uh, Uber for the match or after the match. Uh, they want apparently hourly minimum pay and gas surcharges put in their fares, and that will impact you if you rely on those rideshare so services. So if you are listening to this Today, which will be Mon, which will be Wednesday, game day Tuesday. against Wednesday. Wednesday. I Today's was wrong. Tuesday. I said it was tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's tomorrow silly. for us now. But it's, yeah, for us now. Yeah. But when you're listening to this, it is today at noon. They will start cutting off their phones. Please take Marta, take Transit, get a ride. Now they're not a union, so there will probably be some. Oh yeah, for sure. Still but, doing it. They're say, forget this. I'm going to make some money off right? the situation. But it's going to be less probably yes. than usual. And so probably then also the surcharges will be higher. Maybe yeah. So please be advised. Plan accordingly. Do your best. We love you. We'll see you at the match. So Toronto in the very beginning of the season looked very hot. Uh, Jason's very high on Toronto right now, and uh, there are a number of reasons why, and we'll get into that. But they are 5-1-2 and two in eight matches played. Uh, but if we look, let's take a look at, at the teams they've beaten. Let's take a look. Right? Let's because open that's important. their blocks. That, that, if we break into that five wins, yes. like, what does that mean? Okay. Well, they've beat New England. Okay, shocker there. <laughs> uh they beat Philadelphia, who's on fire. Right, they're, but that was also uh, earlier, earlier season. Earlier in the season, which when they weren't. Right. Correct. They beat NYCFC when they were trash early mm-hmm. in the season. Yeah. They beat Minnesota, who's not good. Not yet, no. And they just beat Orlando. <sighs> okay, who's so been, Orlando's who's been inconsistent. Inco- thank you very yeah. much. I was going to say on or off, but inconsistent is right. the better who's word. Who's been better this season, you would say, probably holistically, been, but that's not speaking to much. Been, this <laughs> they, this they, season, <laughs> they've been the best that they've been since they started. <laughs> still not good enough, still probably. Still not good enough, but... Uh, they drew Chicago. Um, Which, I mean... King uh, of the draws, Chicago there. Chicago really is, um, I mean... And they've lost to uh, Seattle and an on-fire Portland. Portland, who's coming back out and yes, deciding okay, to win so some games. At the games. beginning of the season, Portland was not dr- good. Not yeah. good. Like and us, they were they struggling. Have, yes. Yeah. And then they, they sort of caught a wave, yeah. which is what we're hoping that we've yeah. caught. So they've lost to who you would expect. Not herpes, but yeah, a wave. They lost to who you'd expect them to, and they've beat who you would expect them to. Yeah. Outside, you could say Philadelphia maybe is a uh, or an NYCFC maybe. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like this is something we should be – I think completely. I think early in the season, I was looking at Toronto going, I hope we don't have to face them, and right. we're still in the shape. I yeah. think looking at how we're playing, even losing Barco, it's going to be evenly matched game. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, Josie Altador uh, is reportedly possibly coming back for this match. Yeah, but he won't be full match fitness. He won't be starting. Correct. He had a hamstring injury. Right. So there's no way. No way. Um, it would be stupid of them to do that. Um, and I'm actually surprised they're not protecting him more. 
and, and not, not putting him on. There's maybe some gamesmanship on their part. I don't know because, you know, he's consistently had these types of injuries. Yeah. So you want to be very careful. Also, uh, congratulations to Josie Altor. He just got engaged. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Josie. Uh, best of wishes. And uh, Sorry, that was just a, Maybe go a... on honeymoon on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, they just got engaged. Whatever. Mary just Jay. skip the whole process. <laughs> Move it along, all right? Uh, because when we've played, uh, Josie has typically been involved in those games. Yes. And we've drawn twice. And then we lost, of course, in that embarrassing match at the end of the season. We don't talk um, about the match. Against Toronto. So we have a lot to prove. This is we a do. game where we really would love to, to beat them, I think. Because th it's, this, is, this is a team that's been a, a pain in our ass. Oh, a hundred! It's like a, it's a it's needle been in the a, butt. Like outside that of that game, you know, when yeah. we have faced each other before that, the two-two draws and all that, it was a back, great back and forth. You yes, know, it was fun, fun game to watch. But they have a they have a real threat coming forward. They, they really do. do. And and this this particular player has been on fire. Yeah. And in that, uh, so obviously we're talking about Alejandro Pozuelo. Yes. And I like to call him Paz. Paz. He's had four goals and, and five, assists, five assists in his first month in MLS. That was just in his first month. Only and, in his first month. And, uh, and his expected assists, his XA, as he were, for oh, you oh. stats nuts, because you know that's just not our thing usually. Our but, XAs and XGs. Yeah, yeah. your expected assists per 96 minutes is, uh, yeah, he's first in MLS uh, with that. Um, and but, uh, funny Mar enough, Pity Martinez is second. That's right. Pity Martinez is actually second with uh, .57. I think it's actually up from that now, but uh, uh, these stats might be a week old. But you get the hint. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a guy who can be a game changer. Yes. And I think his first four goals, they were not just goals. They were golazos. They were golazos. <laughs> no, they were, they were incredibly pretty. This guy pretty. can change things on a dime. He's basically doing what Barco's been doing. Yes. Is just tearing apart defenses, coming at them directly. He's very tricky. And, you know. Do not give him space near the box because he will... He will open his foot and he will take a shot. Right. And that's there were big question gotta... marks whether they would even bring in a DP after Giovinco left and all this stuff. And, man, this guy, he came in last minute. They just got him in the transfer window. Right. And he has had no problem, None. no problem adapting in MLS. Okay. This is not a young guy. This guy has played in Belgium. He's played all over he the place. He just came in and started laughing maniacally. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I even tweeted at one point. I think I was like, this is, you know, we're just living in Pozuelo's league right now. We really are. Him and Vela. Him and Vela. Right? Crazy. Yeah. Right? Crazy. Yeah. God, thank, him thank and Thank God they're Vela. not on the same team. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I can't imagine. Woo! Um, so, guys, we have that match up uh, at 7 p.m. Yes. And uh, after that, we face Orlando. On Mother's Day. Yes, which is uh, fantastic. So Happy Mother's Day, you moms. Buy some flowers, take all the purple ones out, throw them in the trash, and give them to her. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I hope your mother doesn't like purple. Yeah, Happy Mother's Day. And then uh, we have a thick run of games. We have seven yes. matches in a month's time, and we play uh, Vancouver, uh, and then a few days later, the Red Bulls, and then yeah, uh, Real Salt Lake, and then Minnesota, and then Chicago. So, just boom, boom, yes. boom, boom, boom. Uh, a lot of and matches. And then we have a huge-ass break between Chicago and uh, the next game, which would be Toronto. So, Chicago, we played on... Uh, Two, three, almost three weeks. Almost three weeks without a game. Wow. Isn't that crazy? We got a whole month of just packed back-to-back. So stupid the, the scheduling is just bizarre. Stupid this year. Bizarre. And they got so, rid of our two legs. They still have these weird breaks. Yes. Like, you, like you got rid of the thing yes, at the end of the year. Why is this, why are we doing it this way? Um, but anyways. also should be mentioned all of the Atlanta United 2 matches coming up. They've been really smart with their branding. They recently just had May the 4th night, which was their Star, Star Wars, Wars theme night, which was super fun seeing a lot of people coming out to the Atlanta United 2 game with all of their costumes. That was against Nashville, right? That yeah. was against Nashville, yep. 
Uh, they didn't win the match, but it was still an enjoyable night with a lot of uh, fun costumes and, and kids coming out and celebrating the love of Star Wars. And if you want to learn more about it, just go check out our last episode, which was Queens of South. And uh, Jillian uh, yes. went ahead, our, our guest host, uh, went ahead and uh, dug into all the different things. She's at Lane Night 2 matches all the time and yes. all the different th reasons why she thinks it's a great uh, purchase, a ticket purchase, mm -hmm. use your free tickets that you have available, all that stuff. So, But here are some of the matches coming up for Atlanta United 2. They've got uh, Bethlehem Steel uh, on the 12th. They've got Swoop Park Rangers on the 19th. They face Charleston Battery on the 25th. They face the New York Red Bull Reserves on the yeah, and then we get into 7th June. of so June. They, yeah. they have a normal schedule. They have a normal, not back-to-back, -back crazy <laughs> three-week after that. You know, time off schedule. Also coming up in June, guys, is uh, Soccer in the Streets, the Champions League. Yes! ATL Champions League will be in June, so stay tuned. We'll give you all the deets, of course. Jessica with Soccer in the Streets is on our podcast. And, and we just got we'll out of know. the uh, Nation's Cup right, for that. Right, just wrapped that I, up. Yeah. Col uh, Columbia did not win. Ugh, so upset. They, they were so stacked. We were 50. Well, okay. We didn't win the the. the I heard sponsor. Felipe was like man of the match or something. No. Did Felipe tell you he was mad match? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to see what Felipe. your reaction is. <laughs> no, Felipe did it really well. He was a solid defender. And I and w I knew whenever he was coming onto the field that uh, I didn't have to worry about tracking back because he had it covered. Um, but I weirdly, I don't consider myself a striker. But when I play, I end up becoming more of like a striker winger. I heard you got a header, but the goalkeeper was not even putting on his uh his gloves yet. Okay, look. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's a wide I'm open not going to take away the the beautiful the beautiful just, just like a win. glory a of a win. that goal. It doesn't matter because it was a long ball that was hit from the, our defensive uh, uh, field. So it's from our third. Yeah. It was hit long ball to my head and I it was literally just to my head and to the goal. So despite what people say whether the goalie was paying attention or not it was one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen in my life and it was scored by me. So... Congratulations. Thank you. Um, why didn't you guys win, though? Be Honestly, if we're going to <laughs> rub myself in it, like, uh, we started playing England, and, and, uh. and the first four minutes of that game, I got knocked out. Oh. I, like, literally had to walk off because I had a head injury. Yeah. And then I was stupid and got back on later in the field. Follow concussion <laughs> protocol. Kelly, gosh, we talk Sorry. about it all the time. Come on. All right, uh, so we do have a review. Yes! Uh, we are... Oh, wait, is this the review that's... Yeah, it's uh, some criticism. This, yeah. is, this is good, though. Okay. Uh, we need this. We need to humble ourselves okay, sometimes, like, Kelly. Yes. Okay. Humble. I haven't read it we yet, can, so humble me. We, we tend to get a big head sometimes with all the money we make from this amazing professional <laughs> podcast, and sometimes we need to deflate it a little bit. Um, so this is uh, called Potential But Room for Improvement, and it's oh, by so HLS1L. And they said, uh, the hosts of this podcast are engaging and have good chemistry. I appreciate that this is not an Atlanta United apologist pod, but is critical of the club and its players when appropriate. However, especially when they have guests on, Jay and Devin need to stop battling over the mic. <laughs> Felipe Cardenas is an excellent guest wherever he goes, and he tried his best to give tactical insight into DeBoer's system. Did you just say try his best? And the club's fair. Failings thus far, but Jane Devin constantly cut him off to give one-liners and knee-jerk criticisms. If the hosts would let each other uh, uh, would let, ever let each other and their guests finish speaking, this would be a five-star pod. Otherwise, it's hard to sit through the full hour. 
<laughs> so number one, it was an hour and a half. Not an hour. <laughs> because I felt that we let Felipe get into a lot of cool details. But I do know that in the past, I have had the tendency to interrupt people. I thought I was focused in getting better at it. I'm not going to, I haven't gone back and listened to it, right? So I'm going to say that this is probably, there were probably times I did interrupt. And we want to respect our guests. Yes, absolutely. We want to have them back on. We don't want to yes. feel that they're interrupted. So I want to thank you for this criticism because it will. I'm going to be more conscious. It's constructive. But I challenge you to keep listening. Yes. And if you feel we improve, go back and, and give, give us, us that five-star five star review. Give us a five-star. Boom. Uh, I, I just think that what's so, what's so interesting about you and Devin is that and personality-wise, you guys aren't the same person. But the one, the minute the mic comes on, you guys sound like brothers. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. So People say we look kind of alike, too. You do look kind of alike, and, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's just this very weird dynamic with yeah. you and Devin because it feels like two brothers just, yeah. just having a chat. Well, about. maybe if I wasn't interrupting all the time, it would have been an hour <laughs> podcast. Maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe that's after the hour he's like, I can't listen to these guys. Let us know your thoughts. Yes. Uh, so please leave us a review. We are at 82 reviews now. Uh, yes. Once we get up to 100, we'll do a giveaway. Um, you guys keep mocking that. Like, we will legitimately do a giveaway. Yeah. Like, why do you not want to put your name? It's, it's free. Write an actual you review for us. You just have to go on to iTunes. It's a and free review. as you see, you don't have to blow sunshine up our ass. No. Just give us, give us, the, give us what you like, what you don't like, whatever. Yeah. We want to improve. We want to do better, right? So uh, that uh, being said, uh, again, reach out to us uh, and uh, come find us if you want to go uh, visit uh, as a guest uh, on that Friday, May 17th, yes. for the Cooligans recording. In Manhattan, New York. Devin Kelly and I will be on the mic. Tanner will join you in the audience because he's a swell guy and there's only so many mics. But We have a um, bunch of beautiful girls also who are going to be in the audience. So you heard it first from Kelly. Uh, I'm not gonna, they are all very, very attractive women. She's recruited uh, attractive women. I've, I've, I've recruited supermodels to sit in our audience. There you go. So don't miss out on the supermodels uh, in, in the audience. Uh, and then we'll have something to eat afterwards. It'll be a lot yes. of fun. Okay. Yes. It'll be good times. Come join us. So come join us. Let us know. Um, like, subscribe, and share, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, share this episode if you're watching on Atlanta United Fan TV. And let us know what you think. Leave some comments below. Yes. And then also check us uh, out or listen to us. Uh, hear all of our opinions after match days on Soccer Down Here. We are always on Monday for the unrelegated takeover that starts at 10 a.m. But you can catch them starting live at 9 a.m. any day of the week on Soccer Down Here. You can find that on the app or online. That's right. So uh, check us out Mondays at 10, typically, uh, if there's not travel that Correct. Uh, um, Jason Longshore uh, is coming back from uh, right. the night before. Otherwise, it might be in the evening on the soccer over there. Uh, find us at Unreal ATL on all the social media. You can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle on Twitter. You can find me at the Kelly Frank us on all the social medias. And you can find Jessica at Jessica ATLUTD on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, next week is Queens of the South yes. with Kelly and Jessica. It'll be right before we go to New York. And right oh, before be the match yeah. against uh, who do we play? We play Vancouver. Very dope. Yeah. Look forward to it, guys. So stay tuned. We have a lot of cool content. We'll come out with a lot of content after that Ripples game as well. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.